BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I didn't hit the same thing. This time I just hit my I hit my right thigh before. Thank God I didn't hit my kneecap in that metal. I'd really be in pain. And just as I was sitting down right now, I just smoked my left kneecap into the desk leg. What the hell's going on? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is going on, man? I don't know, because I'm really lucky with betting suddenly, and I'm like, I keep hurting myself everywhere here. I should probably stay off the balcony. <laughs> My balcony in Arizona at the hotel was dangerously low. Like the rail, I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, <laughs> and I made a note and I told people, I was like, hey, I said, make note of that rail. I like, be careful. I said, like, uh, when we get back after the game, make sure we <laughs> stay along the side of the wall. Anyone who's been to the Luxor is aware of that too. Don't lean on the guardrail at the Luxor ever. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Unless you want to scare yourself. Whoa! It's one of those. I saw someone like fall through the wall at a Luxor once. And then the same dude nearly fell over the railing as he came out the door. Like, anyone that's ever been at the uh, at the Luxor, like, you know the way it's built? So inside, like, you come out of your room and, like, you're right... The, you know what I mean? You can if like you can walk right out and like tumble out like doof like if you were like stupid enough, and people are stupid enough. I'm a fan. Like uh, that place, I've always like every time I'm in the Luxor, I always like it's like I'm walking on a construction site. I'm dead serious. It's funny because I don't mind it there either. Like I like I actually like their sports book. Um, but I'm always like I'm always like don't I've told people listen don't touch anything just be careful keep your head up all right and I'm not talking about getting pickpocketed I'm talking about like be careful like something might fall on you or like just don't touch anything you might be we'll be all right don't touch anything yeah I've uh I've often I've often wondered about that someone having a voodoo doll on me I've said that before Undertaker or Kane, and um, I'm glad somebody's talking about wrestling in our chat only because we never got to that. And I don't, I don't really, I'm not going to get to it now either. We'll do that. I don't know next week sometime. I'll put it on the list. I want to talk about uh, the WWE applying for a gambling license. So well, I don't know that that's the best way of putting it. They the WWE is not opening a sports book, even though they probably should. But whatever, uh, they're not opening up a sports book. Hey Vince, if you do, huh? Come to, <laughs> but uh, they want people to be like they want FanDuel and other sports books, etc., to be able to take bets on wrestling. So they're applying to the states. 
there's no federal gaming law, so you, ha you have to get approved by the state. And they're going to get it approved. They will. They're good lobbyists. They have money. Like, whatever. It's the way politics works. Jim Cornette was, like, flipping out about how it's going to ruin wrestling and stuff. It's like, yeah, really, bro? That anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. How many times this week are we going to say, I do not believe what I just saw? Holy sweet Maria. Whoa, Nelly. Well, I got to tell you, people hyped up. Oh, Gonzaga and UCLA. And I was kind of getting tired of it, to be honest with you. Oh, the game of the night, the game of the night, the game of the night. And I'm thinking, I don't know, like, yeah, just because it was a wild game three years ago doesn't mean it's going to be the same thing uh, tonight. Well, it pretty much was the same thing tonight. Not quite the same, but it ended up the same. And we, you know, a lot of us expected the sequel. It's like a movie, right? Star Wars, the first one, then the Empire Strikes Back. We expected the Empire to strike back. But uh, Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, a.k.a. Drew Timmy, dropped 36 points with his uh, lightsaber there. Zoom, 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 zoom. And UCLA falls short again. Now, listen. Gonzaga beating UCLA is not like, um, it's not like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I mean, the game was basically a pick em. The fact that they beat him in the same damn way, if you're just joining us right now and you don't know, you're just getting out of jail or something, you're getting out of the drunk tank. Um, it was nuts. Gonzaga were up by like nine, 10 points with like two minutes left. UCLA managed to go on a 10-1 run in 41 seconds. They scored 10 points in 41 seconds in, like, in the last minute and a half of the game type thing. Suddenly, we had a game. They cut it to two, 75-73. Boom, somehow UCLA hits a three with like 12 seconds left. They're up 76-75. Oh, my God, they're going to beat them. No. Gonzaga take a shot from half court again, and it goes in again. Now, it wasn't from the same spot. Jalen Suggs took it literally from half court, right? He was at half court. Buddy tonight was basically, he was at the front of the logo at half court. Like, he was closer to half court than he was the three-point line. Like, it was it was a long shot bomb, and of course it went in. I got to tell you, too, Paris Campbell shot, uh, Tiger Campbell, Paris Campbell, <laughs> NFL draft. Uh, this is sports rage. Let's do this thing. Fed your range. Nearly went in. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Late Night Anger Management Class is his Sports Rage. I am Marinci. You know, I'm watching a game, 
And, uh, you know, obviously we're watching the game, the Gonzaga game and stuff. But right after the Gonzaga game, it was more Gonzaga stuff, right? And then more Gonzaga stuff. And then more Gonzaga stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, it's a long, long post-game show. I like, clued in. Because actually, like, just my mind briefly thinking as I was talking to Sean Higgs, I'm like, man. I'm like, man, how long are they going to talk about Gonzaga for? But I've moved around so much, I forget where I am sometimes. Right, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I have the Seattle freaking news station on. Right? Of course, they're talking about Gonzaga. Right? It's all Gonzaga right now. Man, they're fired up. I gotta tell you, like their news. I think there could be like a uh, every bank in right now, like uh, in the city, could be being robbed, which it probably is, and uh, they wouldn't know because they're they're fired up about Gonzaga. I just can't believe. Do we have Chris Monter? Is call is Chris ready? Call it basketball news. Chris Monter. Chris. Dude, I can't believe that the same thing happened again that happened last time. Can you believe that? That they hit a shot from basically half court again? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. And three-point games in both efforts. Uh, Jalen Suggs, of course, hit the big shot uh, in 2021. And then, of course, Strother playing in his own backyard, basically in Vegas, where he's from, hits the big game-winning shot to uh, lead Gonzaga to the 79-76 win. Two great teams. You know, you hated to see either team really lose. Uh, you know, I have to give Mick Cronin a lot of credit, though, losing Jalen Clark, who was their best defender in the Pac-12 tournament. They lost another starter, too, so they were definitely a team that was kind of running on fumes, and you saw that at times. They were up by 13 at halftime, but give them a lot of credit. They rallied when they got down by 10. You thought Gonzaga would just kind of pull away and eventually, you know, win that game fairly easily, but UCLA rallied took a brief lead, and then, of course, Gonzaga made the big plays down the stretch. UConn were super impressive tonight against Arkansas. Now, so we have UConn taking on Gonzaga. Opening number right now, Connecticut opened up as two-point favorites, everybody. First time we're talking about it, so number hot off the presses, ink on your hand still. Uh, Connecticut, Gonzaga, UConn minus two, total 153.5, we should know, as Sean brought up earlier. Kansas State are also two-point favorites against Florida Atlantic, but let's keep it on the West Coast in Vegas right now. UConn and Gonzaga, how do you think this plays out, uh, Chris, this matchup? I mean, to be honest, I think Kentucky, uh, Connecticut's been as impressive as any team in the, in the tournament so far. They won by 24, 15, and 23 points, so they're winning by an average of over 20 points a game in the NCAA tournament. They're, they're big man having another big game, 18 points. He's had seven, uh, uh, Sonoga has had 70 points and 29 rebounds in their three games. So they've been very impressive, shot the ball extremely well throughout the year. Uh, and, again, they're a really good three-point shooting team. And I think that, along with great guard play, is what you need in the NCAA tournament. Arkansas, you know, they have great defense, but they really didn't have an answer for either Hawkins, who had 24 points, or Sonoga inside. So I was a little surprised how well – um, you know, they were able to be efficient offensively. Uh, the game had a total, like you said, 153. I think that's the total for next game. That's how many they had tonight. And the total was only 139 and a half. So they definitely blew through that. Uh, a little more high scoring than I think a lot of people thought. But, again, I've very, been very impressed with Connecticut so far in their first three games. Man, they're just so fluent. They're big. They're crisp. They're well-coached. NBA talent. They rebound. They shoot. They play defense. Very well-rounded team. I've got a piece of them to cut down the nets. And I jumped in on this about, I don't know, three weeks ago or a month ago or something like that. And it was just sort of that feeling that, you know, they, they could be there. You know what I mean? We'll see. I think, listen, I think they're going to beat Gonzaga. And you know, do you think the same thing, too? Remember last time, whoever won that game was almost in trouble against Baylor, bro, on that Monday, right? That was like a heavyweight fight, overtime, dramatic. It was just like drains all your energy type of thing, and you're never going to be flat in a tournament game. But at the same point in time, it's hard to match things. It's hard to, like, match some sort of intensity level and, and emotion, and it sort of happened again right now. I mean, you have you, – so you have Gonzaga coming off this crazy high – and now you have sort of UConn just sitting here just beating a living tar out of teams. Interesting matchup, but I think this is it. I think UConn are going to beat Gonzaga. I got UConn advancing here, Chris. 
Yeah, it should be a good game, though. The only concern you do have about Connecticut a little bit could be the fact that they haven't really been battle-tested at all. I mean, they've won all three games by, like I said, over 15 or more points. So that could maybe be a slight concern. You know, Gonzaga, though, you still have to give them a lot of credit. Drew Timmy, 36 points today, great guard play as well. Uh, Strother hitting some big shots. Uh, Malachi Smith, the transfer from Chattanooga, didn't have a great first half, only two points, but hit some big shots down the stretch. So I, I would expect a very, very close game in that one. I, I would maybe think the total maybe slightly goes over. I think, you know, Gonzaga is such an efficient team leading the country in points per possession. Um, yeah, that one's – I wouldn't be surprised to see a one, two-point game in that one. All right. Marquise Noel, unbelievable performance last week against Kentucky with the 27 points. Returns home and – you know, part of me thought, okay, it's his, it's his time to shine. You know, he returns home. He's from Harlem. And, you know, this is what, this is his moment. This is what he was born to do. And here we go. And it's all going to come together uh, for him. But then part of me was also thinking, man, it's a lot of pressure. And I thought he was going to try to force things. And quite frankly, he did late in the game, Chris, right? Those were some bad shots he was doing. Like, he was playing hero ball at the end. I didn't like the, the, the three-point shots. Both times he could have just iced the game, and he didn't. <laughs> he was lucky the ball went off of Michigan State uh, the second time. But, but, unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, forget about his size. The passes, the way he sets guys up is so much fun to watch. He comes running in and just like his little law passes and little, little flicks and stuff, and he sets an NCAA uh, tournament record. 19 assists tonight. Oh, yeah, go along with his 20 points. What a performance. What a tournament this kid is having. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's listed at 5'8". I feel like, to be honest, that might even be yeah. a little generous. But 64 points, 42 <laughs> assists, because you mentioned 19 assists today at 14 in the uh, first-round game, 9 in the second-round game. You're right. Maybe took some ill-advised three-pointers. But when he is guarded in Michigan State, you know, if, you're, if you play for Tom Izzo, you have to play defense. That is priority number one. But he was able to be still, you know, they weren't able to slow him down at all. And, again, they got some good play out of Keontae Johnson. This is a team that was picked last in the Big 12 preseason pool. They only had two returning players from a team with Jerome Tang coming in as a first-year head coach, 13 newcomers. So I I give uh, Coach Tang, if, if I were voting today, Coach of the Year, he has to win it just because nobody expected anything of this. And they beat some blue bloods. They beat Michigan State, obviously, just now. And beat Kentucky, you know, one of the biggest programs in, in college basketball. So I, I've been very impressed with Kansas State. And they have two players who are among the t- final 20 on the Wooden Award. So that shows you how talented this team is. Oh, I think they're, listen, they're the real deal. Who do you like in that game against Florida Atlantic? Well, Florida Atlantic's a team we don't really talk about. But any team, to me, that's 33-3, and doesn't play in a, a power conference, but still is seated ninth. It, that shows you that they're a good team. Obviously, they maybe got some breaks because they didn't have to play maybe some tougher teams because, you know, you look at FDU, knocked off Purdue, so they didn't have to play a number one seed, knocked off the eighth seed in that 8-9 matchup. But Tennessee was playing extremely well. They handled Duke pretty easily. And you look at what Tennessee did their first two games. You know, Louisiana scored 55 points. Duke scored 52. I thought the key was if Florida Atlantic could get to the 60s, they could win, and they did barely. They got the 62, but, uh, you know, Florida Atlantic was a team that I think has improved every year under Dusty May. Their head coach, this is his fifth year. They returned eight out of nine starters from last year's 19-11 team. So you thought they'd be better, but, you know, any team that can go 30-3-3, and and I don't care what conference you're in, says a lot about that team. And I think they could give Kansas State all they can handle because they got a lot of experience. More with Chris Monter on the other side. We'll bring in Julio Rosario, play-by-play voice of the Windy City Bulls and former play-by-play voice of the Chicago State. K-State, minus two-point favorites over Florida Atlantic. Total 144.5. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. That's the dumbest bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree. Late night anger match because this is sports rage. Man, this tournament's flown by, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it, Chris? It's like, you know, you get the, the first four, then the uh, the Thursday and the Friday. Then the games are so spread out now, individual. And then they back-ended at the, at the nighttime. But here we are, man. Like, we're boom. We're, we're nearly into the Final Four. Chris Monter, College Basketball News, kicking it uh, with us. So, Chris, Houston Cougars, they've been the favorites all year for the most part. And um, now Alabama are. A lot of people question Al- um, Houston's health, right? But, you know, when you look at this tournament, it's not like an NBA series or something, right, where – if you're hurt, you're kind of screwed because you're going to play again in three days or two days or whatnot, and it's just that sort of, well, that's not true. The NBA takes 10 days off in between games, but <laughs> uh, but with, 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 with Sasser, you know, you play two games, you get four or five days off. You know what I mean? Whatever. You get, you get five days off. You do it again. I think they can fight through this, except they're going to, you know, Miami's a good basketball team. Uh, from a point spread perspective, Houston are seven and a half point favorites. Not really in a hurry to want to lay that, but I do believe that the Houston Cougars will survive again. I know people didn't like what they saw against Northern Kentucky, and then they were down at the half against uh, against Auburn. So I know they haven't looked perfect, the Houston Cougars so far, but you've been around college basketball a long time. As you know, it doesn't matter. You survive in advance, and then every game is a new one that you play. What's your take on the Cougars and the Canes? Yeah, obviously the Cougars have been a very impressive team the last two years. You might recall last year was Sasser and Mack, their two outstanding guards, were hurt in last year's run, which prevented them from going even farther in the tournament. They've gotten really consistent play, I think, throughout the year. I think Calvin Sampson's done a terrific job with that program. But Miami, you know, maybe doesn't get a little national publicity, but they got great guard play as well with uh, with Wong and then the transfer from Kansas State, Nigel Pack. So I think this will be a very close game. Great guard play on both teams. I think guard play is so important, and we've seen that throughout the tournament. I would expect a pretty close game. I think Houston maybe wins, but if I had to take a, a, a side, I think I would probably take Miami. I think they've been very impressive in their first two wins, as you mentioned. And I think they can hang with them because of their guard play. I think will match fairly easy, evenly with a very talented backcourt that the Houston Cougars have. Let's bring in Julio Rosario, who was the uh, play-by-play voice of Chicago State. And... Uh... The Windy City Bulls will bring him in here uh, in a second. So, Chris, when it's all said and done uh, here, how do you think this plays out? What's your final four right now? As of, like, the new, forget about what it was before, what's your new final four going to be? Yeah, it's, it's definitely taking a different look. I think when you looked at it, because obviously two number ones getting knocked out so early, but I still like Alabama. I think they've been very impressive throughout the year. The best freshman in the country. I think Houston comes out of there. Again, I think it'll be a, a battle battle there. I would lead towards Gonzaga, but I think you know Connecticut's going to give them everything they can handle. And I think Kansas State beats uh, Florida Atlantic. So I, I expect some very close games. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of buzzer beaters. 
on this weekend, much like we saw today. Chris, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot uh, for for taking the time to be with us. Enjoy the uh, the games this weekend. This thing has been lit and off the hook. And actually, before we get you out of here, let's just I want to get your take on what Drew Timmy has done. It's amazing, isn't it? Like. People, players get criticized for leaving after a year, but then guys stay forever, and then they get taken for granted, so to speak. But an incredible game. I mean, it's not easy, bro, to drop 36 in 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 a college basketball game, which he did tonight. That's unbelievable performance by Timmy. Yeah, definitely. And you look at UCLA, to be honest, they're missing Jalen Clark, their best defender, but this is still a very, very good defensive team. And for him to go 36 against UCLA, I think that says a lot about him. And you're right. He isn't going to wow you. You know, he's not going to be the most athletic player, but he just always knows where to be. And the other thing I love about him, he's a very underrated passer. He makes the big plays. He makes all the plays that they really need. And obviously he was really big for them, rallying from that 13-point halftime deficit. It's unbelievable. Florida Atlantic are just the fourth team guys to make the Elite Eight. Um, since 1985, since the expanded the modern tournament, since the expanded field, uh, with no tournament experience, right? They never, they never won an NCAA. They never been an NCAA tournament before. That's unbelievable that they've gotten uh, this far. Hell of a story. Gotta love it. There's always these, uh, always these great stories. Chris Monter, CollegeBasketballNews.com. Great stuff, Chris. Thanks for the time, my man. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games this weekend. There's Chris Monter. Uh, with us. always good with Chris. Yeah, Florida Atlantic. I'm kind of kicking myself because, as you guys know, I even have a Florida, I have Florida Atlantic. I have a football uh, jersey that they gave me. I knew a kid that played on the team that uh, he told me. Uh, he said, yeah, I remember this was years ago. He goes, yeah, don't tell people. But he goes, yeah, we all listen to your show and you know, get NFL picks and stuff. <laughs> uh, they sent me a jersey. I got I got, like, I got, I got the, the T-shirt, hoodie, and stuff. I got a bunch of FAU gear. And I, you know, I like FAU. I bet on FAU football a lot and stuff. I, I dropped the ball on this one. I dropped the ball. Everybody was right about Tennessee. And I knew it. I knew who they were. They are who we thought they were. I knew who they were. And it still got me. Right? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I know who they are, but they won't be exposed yet. They'll be exposed. If you were tuning in tonight before the game... I said, I think Kansas State beats Michigan State. I think Tennessee beats Florida Atlantic. And then Kansas State beats uh, Tennessee. But I said, you know, I said, either way, I got, I got Kansas State going to the Final Four. And I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to, I think they're going to do it. The health of Noel is something to keep her eye on. But I stated, like, sometimes, you know what I mean? You twist your ankle or whatever he did, he hyperextends something. You know, you could saw he was kind of hobbling. He was sort of, he was like a rabbit. <laughs> he was sort of like, he wasn't really planting on one foot much at, you know, in the last five minutes of the game, 10 minutes, whatever it was. And uh, it was earlier, but you know what I mean? You could tell he was fighting through it. And in those cases, it's sort of like a hockey player. Anyone who's played hockey knows. Like, if you have your skate on and stuff, your skate's tied all tight and stuff. Uh, I was a goalie, so I had my skates on, and you take a puck off like your foot. Nowadays, the equipment is a little better, but you still feel it. Like, you know what I mean? So if you really you get smashed, you get slashed, you, get, you take a puck, and you don't really feel it as much until after, right? You take your skate off because it's the, the boot of the skate and everything, or your shoe, the basketball player, it's compressing it. You know what I mean? He's got a shoe tight or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He could be wearing these compression socks or whatever. Everything's tight, so it's after the game when you take your shoe off. It's like, oh boy, and then it poof. It's sort of like it's like, oh, and then it gets worse. You know what I mean? It's like getting punched in the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a good analogy, right? You know what I mean? You ever been like punched in the face and you're like you're bleeding and stuff? You're like, that's not so bad actually. Like you look after you're like, you know, I've had my nose broken a bunch. It's like, man, that's not so bad. And I'm like, I'll be all right. And then the next day, it's like it's worse. It's like, oh man, I think it got worse, not better. <laughs> Human body is resilient. It's gonna be a fun game. Fun day, man. It's a great, great night of basketball tonight. It really, really was. Fun stuff. I mean, you had listen, the Arkansas Yukon game was a route. There wasn't a lot of drama there. FAU 
Tennessee, there was drama. It was a good game. It wasn't, you know, it was ugly, but you know what I mean? There was drama. It's at MSG. They're battling it out and stuff. FAU's never been this far. But we had Michigan State and um, and Kansas State, which produced the uh, classic. Now, Julio was ready to go. We lost him. I don't know where he is. We'll see what happens with Julio here. You see this, Tom Tom Izzo. Here's the headline. Tom Izzo shows sour grapes after loss to Kansas State. What a shock. Huh? Oh, Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo, great guy. Yeah, Tom Izzo is one of those guys. He's a great guy when things are going his way. I, you know, I, I, I'm not in the mood. I don't want to be that guy. You know, of, oh, I could give you the list of Tom Izzo, whatever, this and that. But I've never bought the whole act. And I'm not saying it's just because I'm a Michigan fan. He's all right. He's one. Listen, I'll be honest with you. It is my opinion. I, I don't, you know, it's just, I don't speak for everybody. But in my opinion, most college basketball coaches are generally not very good people. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, like, let's say out of 10, like, let's say out of 100, I'd say like it's 70-30. 70-30 bad. The guy's like Nate Oates. You know, Tom, Tom Izzo's looked the other way for a lot of things. We'll just, you know, all right? Um, you know, there's certain, there's, there's, you know, there's the perception in public and what they really are in real life. And then there's the different, you know, college coaches as a whole are generally parasites. They make money off of people that aren't. And then they, they bully these people, you know, even though it's like, you're the only reason you're rich is because of me. Like, did did Nick Saban make Bryce Young better? Or was Bryce Young already good? And he's, Bryce Young went there, right? I'm not taking it with Saban because Saban actually, kids do like Saban, right? Like, Saban actually is liked by players. Look at a guy like Josh McDaniels. All you need to know is, like, did Darren Waller invite him to the wedding? No, that's when he got traded. Remember, Kelsey Plum tweeted, ah, he's just mad because we didn't invite him to the wedding. <laughs> this is sports rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello. Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey rink. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. Well, what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. 
<laughs> I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. This is Portrait. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Tom Izzo getting called out for his uh, post-game comments in which uh, he said Kansas State were lucky to win, essentially. Tells Ali LaForce, give them credit. They banked in two, uh, two uh, shot clock threes. They made some big plays, but some of those weren't big plays. They were lucky plays. I don't think we played our best. Some of it was them. Some of it was us, says Izzo after the game. Class act, coach, after a classic game, huh? So saying, well, it was a great game. That was part of it, man. You know what? We gave it all. That was that's a good team, man. And we, you know, we lost by a bucket. Like, no, that's not how Izzo rolls. If he wins, he's that nice uncle, right? He's that nice uncle when he wins. Ah, oh, hey, 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 Tom, hey, Izzo, hey, guys, love you. It's good to be here, guys. I remember the night when, uh, like I said, I, I said I wasn't going to do it, but <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, I, they're all phonies, bro. They're all phonies. You know what I mean? He ain't no, like, St. Angel. But um, the fact is, though, whatever, in college, you have to be kind of a jerk to win. But I said, like, I was just talking, we'll bring Julio and Angelo in here. Listen, Julio did college basketball. You know, you're doing Chicago State, so the coaches might not be as egomaniacal in the conference just yet, but I'm sure they're still jerks for the most part. And um, I'm just saying, like, look at Coach Harbaugh with Michigan. He generally is a nice guy. Like, Harbaugh doesn't, like, you know what I mean? He's not, you know, Harbaugh's not the type of guy that's going to be like, listen, this guy beats girls up, but you know what? Well, you know, he's a good linebacker. But he doesn't, you know what I mean? He, he takes the guys camping, and, like, he's very dad-like. It's cheesy almost. Like, he's cheesy. But, and look at Urban Meyer. Look at Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer would pickpocket his wife to win a championship. You know what I'm saying? Like Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens took his, his uh, fiance on a date. And then they went to a batting cage, and uh, there's a famous story. He brushed her back. <laughs> like, like, there's certain people, like, you know, but it's true. Like Urban Meyer, like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick will do whatever it effing takes. Is he a nice guy? No. Right? Like, you know what I mean? But he's going to do whatever it effing takes to win. Right? And in college, like I said, like, I, it just bothers me, like the coach of uh, FDU. So they win whatever, dude. You win 19 games at a back conference. You win, a, you know, you get lucky. You win a game in a tournament or whatever, and then you bolt the kids right away, right? And they preach all this loyalty crap and stuff. They're all so full of it. Julio Rosario, what is Julio? I'm just laughing out loud, Gabe. Uh, I agree with everything you said. My, my You've been around them, Julio, right? So you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, from the the college football ranks where there are a lot of terrible individuals in that ranks to college basketball. I, I, I've seen it all. I remember my first year covering Chicago State, their head coach, who's an assistant at Detroit Mercy now. He, he, he would tell me everything. He, he told me, hey, this guy's this. Uh, at Notre Dame, they're the nicest people ever who will all, you know, smile as wide as Lake Michigan. And he was right about that. So, uh it's funny you bring up the FDU coach because at that press conference, he's like, oh, this is so great. He's crying, saying this is a great building block, and they're going to be Oh, yeah, 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 dude. You saw the same thing. I saw. I was like, this guy's such a f- – dude, Julio, it's like they're auditioning, bro, the way they pace the sidelines and stuff. Like, they know this is my shot. I'm on TV, and if we win, I'm out of here. One game. Yeah. We win this game, I'm out of here. And – I, he was crying after, and he said, I tweeted at the time, just like how you and I were right about, oh, it looks like Alabama is really all that uh, controversy. is really stopping him, affecting him, eh, Julio? <laughs> Man, personally, yeah. what a pile of crap that was. <laughs> but, like, so, no, the coach of FDU guys, after they won the other day, he was crying. I'm just so proud of the kids and what a, you know, the university. And like, I was like, no, you're not. You're crying because you know. I just got a job that is not an FDU. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You're so full of it. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I just find it like, it's like, all right, so these kids play well. You stood there and you get paid. You, You get paid and they go work for Enterprise after. All right, so let's bring in Angelo right now. Angelo was, yeah, what's going on, Angelo? It's going good, pretty good here, Gabe. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Hey, good stuff, Angela. All right, so hang in here, Angela, because we're a little backed up right now. 
We haven't gotten to Julio's basketball uh, yet. We'll get into the soccer uh, in a minute. But let's get right after it, uh, Julio. You can vent any rage if you want about tonight. I'll just say, holy crap, I can't believe the UCLA and Gonzaga ended in the same damn way it did last time. <laughs> like That they hit a shot from half court again is just mind-blowing. The W, we get to the WBC after and stuff, but let's just get after it. What do you think about the games tomorrow? Let's start off with um, let's start off with uh, San Diego State and Alabama. This is a, a matchup of two different styles, right? San Diego State, one of the best three-point defending teams in the country, while Alabama's a terrific run-and-gun type of program. I think Alabama have enough. At seven and a half, I'm willing. I'm willing to take San Diego State. I sort of feel like this game's a good middle opportunity. I'll, I'll put Alabama in some money line parlays, but at the moment, I'll take San Diego State at the seven and a half. Uh, the total, I love the over at one thirty-seven. Can he over one thirty-seven and a half yet? One thirty-seven. What is it? One thirty-seven. Whatever. Yeah. One thirty-seven and a half now. Fanduel. Yeah, we saw things starting to open up a little bit after all the unders in week one. Uh, Houston Cougars, they're also laying seven and a half against the Miami Hurricanes. You're going dog here again? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go dog. I, I love, uh, again, two coaches that I'm really high on in Kelvin Sampson and uh, Jim Laranega. Uh, I, I'm willing to take Miami at the seven and a half. If, uh, I'm looking at the odd screen right now. I mean, it opened seven, moved to seven and a half. So, uh, I, I think I think this is going to be a good spot for the Hurricanes. So give me again. I think Houston and Alabama both win. I just don't think they cover at those at those numbers. So give me Miami at the seven and a half. And look, Abe, you've been on it this entire tournament. If if you're watching live, you wait to the TV timeout. You see the runs. You saw Michigan State, Kansas State, the runs in that game tonight. If you're willing to to have some patience, you take the dog at the current price. You come back and take the favor at a lower number. You try for a middle. I think you could find yourself in a in a winning winning proposition at the end of tomorrow night. Julio Rosario kicking it uh, with us. Xavier, Texas, Texas Longhorns laying four and a half right now. I see some fours, four, four and a half, uh, depending on your spot. One forty nine and a half uh, total right now. What do you think of the horns here, uh, Julio? You know, I'm willing to take Texas in this spot. I'm just wondering, Gabe, can Xavier continue their great shooting? You know, I know they, they battled tough with Kennesaw State in the come-from-behind game, shot the lights out on uh, Sunday afternoon, but I, I think Texas has enough. Uh, if I can get four, I'm willing to, take, uh, to lay the four with the Longhorns. I like the Horns here, too. I hate betting favorites, but I do like the Horns uh, as well. What about Princeton and Creighton? Oh, my goodness. This is a uh, <laughs> tough one, huh? Yeah, I, I, this isn't my, one of my favorite games. I, I'll put it to you that way. I'm willing to take the dog. Uh, I'm willing to take Princeton uh, at the 10. It's been hang- pretty much at 10 since uh, the market opened on Sunday. So uh, l- let's go Princeton. Uh, and I'm seeing things are moving on the under. So I'm willing to take under 141. It's, you know, 140, 140 and a half across the market. But if I can find a 141, I'd take that on, on the under. All right. And before we bring Angelo Zara in, uh, what do you think about Kansas State and Florida Atlantic? Kansas State are laying two points. And there's two and a half starting to pop up. So there's some early K-State movement here. So I'll if I'll take it tonight if I can get the two Kansas is, Kansas State have been frustrating I, I've been I bet them against Kentucky I bet them tonight but the the late game shooting uh, you talked about this tonight with the hero ball type stuff that 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 game should not have been an overtime game in my eyes it should have they should have won in regulation he did it twice at the end. Bro, they're up by two late, and he decides to play like Fred Van Fleet does that, bro. Speaking of Chicago, everybody. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Fred Van Fleet does that all the time, Julio. You know what I mean? It'll be like a 117-117 game, and there's 10 seconds left, and Van Fleet will just heave one up. And it's like, dude, like, really? Like, really? I know you're a free agent, bro, but, like, come on, man. Like, he did He did it a lot. Like, I think they was finally they told him to stop doing it. I think, like, the, the, the looks that he was getting after. But, you know, I get it. Noel, you wanted to ice it and dagger MSG, have that moment. But 
when he walked the ball up the court again, Julio, I said live on the air, he better not effing do it again. And he did it again. <laughs> and yeah. It was like an air ball, but it was lucky the kid barely touched it. Like, uh, anyways, hard to rip a kid that went 20 and 19, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, I like K-State in that game. And uh, what about UConn? UConn are laying two to Gonzaga right now, opening number. I'll take Gonzaga. If I can get Gonzaga as a dog, I'll roll the dice again. It's probably going to be one of my favorite games to watch come uh, Saturday after uh, Saturday evening in Las Vegas. But I'll take uh, Gonzaga at the current number. All right. We're kicking it uh, with Julio Rosario. And uh, let's bring Angelo Zara back in. We'll hit the soccer on the other side of the break. We've got a break coming up in a minute or two here. But speaking of international play, the WBC Came to a close. Great tournament, uh, Angela. I hope you made some money along the way. Hell, if you tailed us, you crushed it along the way. But it was nice to have a nice international tournament like that. It had like a World Cup of Soccer feel. It really had that same massive type of, oh, wow. Like, this is this is like big-time event. Uh, did you make some money on the WBC, Angela? I sure did. I tell your picks, Gabe. I feel like I should uh, e-transfer, e-transfer you some, uh, <laughs> some money. No, for, not necessary. <laughs> charging for the picks, but yeah, no, it was it was very exciting. It was. I love this type of international stuff. It's just a shame going back to hockey here. Like they can't figure it out how to put best on best with against each other. It's a shame we'll never probably see Crosby and Connor McDavid play against like or play with each other. Sorry. So I think they yeah, will. They, they, they will, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see that. John in Chicago says, get it right. He's from Rockford. I'm aware he's from Rockford. I've talked about it in the past. And uh, Fred Van Fleet doesn't like Chicago, actually. <laughs> so it's true. Now we're going to get real. Fred Van Fleet, like, basically has a chip against people. Like, he basically said growing up that as a basketball player from Rockford, the people in Chicago looked down on him, Julio. Right? Like that, you know, they thought they were softer, not as tough as the kids from the city or whatnot. And because um, it's funny because when he plays in Chicago, he like he always goes off. It is a good prop. He always does go off. But I, you know, I've seen a million interviews with him, and someone asked him right before they said, "Hey, this is your homecoming. You're from Chicago," and he actually said, "I'm from Rockford. It's not Chicago." <laughs> so. Right. It, it, it is an us against the world mentality. It, it, Chicago looks down on everyone. If you're not from Chicago, they look down on you. It's similar to Andre Iguodala. He's from downstate Illinois. He ports the Bulls every time he came to Chicago. <laughs> People from Chicago do know Michael Jordan's not from there, right? Correct. <laughs> All right, we have some soccer on the other side. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.
Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. All right, we got to step out of the pitch. I'm ready for some MLS soccer, actually. Uh, man, the season's just sort of been uh, been flying by. I'll throw it to you, Julio. How's the MLS been for you? Uh, how uh, Have you been winning money so far betting MLS? Up or down so far this year? So far, so good, Gabe. And historically, with, since I've been hanging with you, uh, it's, it hasn't been one of my favorite leagues. Uh, but, hey, fade the Colorado Rapids as much as possible. One of the worst teams in the MLS. One of the, one of the teams that are going to find it very difficult to score. They lost to Minnesota United, gave it out on the show last week. Minnesota were 2-1 to one dogs. So let's keep writing. I'm going to try to chip away at this league. Uh, even though my hometown Chicago Fire stink, I'll try to find some ways to enjoy and uh, get a profitable MLS season. I'll tell you what, Angelo. Julio isn't kidding when he's talking about the Colorado Rapids. Dude, they've scored one goal this year. They played four games. They've scored one goal this year, uh, Angelo. And this they, they get they get they, they play Austin FC this week in Austin. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, like the way Austin has been playing, they I don't know. Sometimes in the MLS, you have to do the opposite of what you think it happens. But I think yeah, that's a bad spot for Colorado. I think Austin it's kind of like a buster game for them, and I think they'll they'll roll them. I was looking at them. I might take them on the Asian line here. You believe Julio the um, the St. Louis team? Uh, you know these they, they come in four zero. Then they've outscored their opponents eleven four on the season. All right, get your best bets uh, ready, guys. On the other side, and we'll get you out of here. We'll have a quick uh, sports update for the AM radio affiliates. St. Louis, the only undefeated team left in the. Um, Western Conference. This is Sports Rage. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.